0: Hi, you're listening to the Virtuous Mother Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Roller. This podcast serves to encourage women in their walk with Jesus as homemakers, wives, mothers, and daughters of the King. Let's get encouraged. You guys are listening to episode number four, Lies the Enemy Speaks to Your Marriage and How to Guard Your Heart. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode here at the Virtuous Mother Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Roller. Today we're talking about all things marriage and we're going to be discussing the lies that the enemy speaks into our marriages and how to guard our hearts against it and to protect our marriage. On today's episode, I have a special guest here with me. If any of you guessed that my special guest is my husband, Dan, then you would be right. Together, me and Dan have been married 19 years next month. And we've had many good years and some really hard ones. And so we feel that we are equipped to encourage you in your marriage and to help you learn from some of the mistakes that we had along the way. As anybody who's been married a long time can testify two, there are a lot of good years in a marriage and a lot of really hard ones. I know um, women, when I got married, when I was a young bride, I thought that my marriage was going to be a fairy tale, that my husband was going to sweep me off my feet and was going to be this this perfect tale of love and there was never going to be any trials or hardships and it was just going to be happily ever after. And that is not true, uh, folks. You know, marriage is a lot of hard work and it's a lot of give and take and a lot of compromise, a lot of prayer, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of grace. And I know that there have been years in our marriage where we have handled problems really well. We've talked about them head on. And then there's also been years when we've pulled away from each other in anger and bitterness and just tiredness of going through this same season over and over. And we haven't always done it perfect. But the thing that we have always done is that we have put one foot in front of the other. We kept doing the right thing. We kept in prayer. Uh, for ourselves, for each other, and for our marriage. And we stayed committed to each other. And at the end of the day, uh, sometimes the healing that needed to take place happened quickly. Sometimes it took years years of keep doing the next right thing. And then you just wake up one day and God has healed your heart, his heart, and there's just a fresh new uh, beginning to your marriage. But if we wouldn't have stayed on course, if we would have just given up, we would have missed out on that new beginning. And we would have missed out on children that would have came along and just just different ways that God has chose to bless us in our, our marriage. So over the course of your marriage, you are going to be bombarded with all sorts of different lies from the enemy. Our society tends to base its beliefs on marriage from reality TV or Hollywood news, and that's just not true. We have to get all that garbage out of our head. It is nothing but lies, and as Christians, we have to get our views on marriage from the Bible and straight from the source, from God himself. And so Dan and I, we're going to go ahead and talk about different lies that the enemy has personally spoken into our marriage and ways that we have guarded against them. And we just pray that this would be an encouragement to you and that it would help you to see ways that the enemy is speaking lies into your marriage right now. Let's face it, right now there is a battle over marriages All across the world, I know Dan and I personally, we have known many people that have been married 20 years or more and then all of a sudden we find out that they are separated or they are divorced or one spouse now has a girlfriend. And these were people that knew the Lord. And it's just very discouraging. And so I just want to remind you that the enemy is out there to steal, kill, and destroy. And he wants nothing more than to destroy our marriages. Why? Because... If he destroys the marriage, he destroys the family. If he destroys the family, he can destroy godly seed. And he can even destroy our church from us not having strong marriages and children. And if he destroys the church, then he destroys the outreach and the witness of the church into the community. The whole community is affected by not having godly, strong marriages and families. The first lie that I want to talk about here is the lie that my husband and I are not compatible and I married the wrong person. This is one of the number one reasons that I constantly hear for people that want to separate. And I'll be honest, you know, these are things that me and Dan have even said at different parts in our marriage. But like I said, the key is to keep going, to repent, to continue to see God and to stay committed to each other, keep one foot forward every day and doing the next right thing. So once you choose to be married, it is no longer up for discussion or debate whether or not your spouse is the right one for you. Once you guys have made that vow before God, that makes your spouse the right person for you. From that time forward, it is go team, in our case, roller. You need to shed whatever it takes in this life that is going to hold you down. That is going to make this race to the finish line with your marriage and raising your children uh, harder and harder. We need to lay aside all those weights and those distractions. And if that comes in the form of you need to get rid of broadcast TV, you need to get rid of some um, hobbies, uh, whatever it is. There's nothing more important than protecting your marriage. Uh, this is been on my mind lately because our oldest son is getting ready to get married. And from the moment that him and his fiance say, I do, it will be go team. And it will be our whole family surrounding them in prayer, encouraging them with godly wisdom and doing whatever it takes to make sure that they safely cross that finish line as a married couple. Dan, do you have any thoughts that you would like to share with people about that lie that the enemy likes to tell us about uh, we're not compatible or that we married the wrong person? What, can, what kind of truths can you speak unto the married couples out there or even those that are getting ready to get married or maybe even before those years when you're just preparing yourself for marriage that they would have this wisdom hid in their hearts?
1: Well, first of all, people are always going to offer you they're always going to offer you excuses and mostly your your family and your friends, coworkers. They're always going to offer you advice that benefits you and gonna, it's going to be a one-sided advice. It's going to be the side of the side of you because they're not around your spouse. So they're always going to take your side. In this world that we live in, uh the microwave world or whatever, you know, people they make excuses, and they want out marriage is a commitment it's a, it's a covenant between god and and you and your your wife or spouse. Marriage is a commitment between you and your spouse and you know nowadays we live in a time and and it's probably been like this before, but now it's more more and more each day uh, uh people get selfish and and you know they 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 want to quit they just want to give up and quit and they want to start all over again and um uh, and you know, we just have to remember that covenant. I mean, if, if you fear God and you love the Lord and you have a relationship with him, you know, you're thinking about that a lot. You, you think about, I mean, if you're in communion with God every day, then you're going to be thinking about those things like that. Like, man, you know, first off, yes, I don't get along with my spouse right now, or they've done something to make me mad. But if you go to the Lord and you talk to him about it, he's going to show you right away. Well, look, He's going to show you the fault that you have in it. And that's a big thing right there. Uh, took me a while to get to it. But it's it's looking at your fault. You know, what did I do? You know, maybe it's something that I did that caused that reaction or this situation that's in our marriage. What did I do? D- did I have part in this? And more likely, more likely, you did have part in it. Uh, so what you want to do is you want to seek the Lord, humble yourself, and, and seek his wisdom. And then you go back to your spouse and, and you work things out. We need to see the error in our own ways and seek the Lord in prayer and humble ourselves and ask for forgiveness and then go back to that spouse and let them know. You know, it's like that thing we've heard before. It's about the mercy seat. There is a imaginary mercy seat and, and each spouse has to meet in the middle. You have to meet. And if you want that marriage to work and you want that to work out and, you know, regardless of of the world's Uh, views and and opinions and how they side with you on these things, you want to meet, you you should, if if your heart's right with the Lord, then you're going to want to make it right with your spouse. I don't care if you've been married two months, three months, uh, a year, or 25 years or 30 years. You're going to want to be right with your spouse,
0: and you want to be right with the Lord. To sum it up, I would say that, it's important to make sure that you are getting godly wisdom uh, towards your marriage because, as Dan said, there, there could be a lot of people, even family members or coworkers, that are not of God, and their wisdom is going to be of the world. And that's going to be very selfish wisdom. It's not going to be for you and your spouse. It's going to be f- for you and what benefits you. So make sure that your wisdom is coming from from godly sources because, like Dan said, if you're getting wisdom on your marriage from ungodly relatives, ungodly co-workers... Their wisdom is just going to be of the world, and it's going to be very selfish wisdom, and it's going to be a very much me mentality. They really aren't concerned with um, you necessarily staying together or protecting your marriage, or even for your marriage to be holy in front of a holy God. And then also to just shed those things, including ungodly wisdom. You know, I would shed romance novels, I would shed TV shows, music that secular music that is going to show into you entitlement, bitterness, and that whole, you know, take care of myself attitude, those are all not of God. And they will just make it harder for you to do what's right. The second lie that the enemy likes to tell us is that the grass is always greener on the other side. And this every time I hear this, this reminds me of a song that we like to listen to by the Larry Nelson family. And the lyrics of the song say the grass is not greener on the other side from the garden of Eden. That's been Satan's lie. And that is, that is so true. It is probably one of the number one lies of the enemy. You know, that Satan always wants us to think that everyone else has it better in their marriage. Their lives are better. Their spouse is better. And that we're always missing out on something, but God does not want us to compare You know, comparison, it always robs us of our joy and it takes our focus off of God and puts it on us. You know, God just wants us to love and cherish our spouses, even when they are ugly, even when they don't deserve it, even when we are tired of being in a situation. He just wants us to keep showing up and to keep doing the next right thing and to keep moving forward. Um, You know, a lot again, a lot of secular TV shows and music will depict this and it will make you feel entitled and that th- this is your right but that is not godly wisdom it does not come from above and that will not help your marriage
1: well, well first off if you're a Christian then you should not be listening to that type of stuff anyway obviously that's not good it's it's garbage in garbage out uh, you know as I always say um, man does not live on bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of god so we need to be feeding on jesus he's the bread of life he's the word we need to be feeding on the word so anyway yeah the the world in all of its ways uh they're gonna, they're gonna side with you. They're your team. You know, they they see you every day. They have no investment, investment in your marriage. You know, so they're gonna just, they want to see the win. You know what I mean? They just want to see the win from their perspective and their side. And in all honestly, most of them don't care anyway. Uh, but they, people love to give their opinions. And I uh, believe me, if you're getting it from worldly people, they're gonna give you opinions that's just gonna make your marriage even worse. And, and as far as the, the saying goes, the grass is always greener on the other side, obviously that's not true. And so many people, and my I myself have been proved wrong on that, not within a marriage perspective, but say like employment, stuff like that, and many other things. But uh, what I'm saying is, yeah, it's not greener on the other side. Uh, it might be something new right now, but I mean, let's just say somebody who's married for a good 10 years. And, you know, for a year or two, their marriage goes south and there's just no communication and nothing. And then someone comes along and that other spouse starts getting attention from that person. It's real easy, folks, for that to happen. But, uh, uh and next thing you know, it's everything, all oh, life is good. And, and that person's, you know, it's just like it is when you first get into a new relationship, you know, it's all about that person and then it's all about you. But, uh, everything's good. But that person doesn't know you like that spouse does and we we can't just start afresh and start anew it's not right i mean we know what the bible says and we're coming from a christian perspective here and that's why i'm aiming at this we know what the word says we are to humble ourselves in the sight of the lord we are to be christ-like okay we're all going to mess up we're all going to make mistakes but we always got to target back to that goal And if you get outside of that and you start moving towards the other direction, then you're going to find yourself in big trouble. Anyway, the grass is greener on the other side is not true. It's a big lie of the enemy.
0: Yeah, Dan brought up a really good point that, and I, I was just thinking about this as he was speaking, that a lot of times when we are going through something in our marriage, we are very vulnerable. And we really are missing that intimacy of marriage. And when that happens, that leaves us the most open to believing lies. So uh, I just want you to be aware of that. If you're going through something difficult in your marriage, because there are going to be good seasons, there's going to be difficult seasons, there's going to be both. And that is normal. I just want you to be aware that if... That these are times when you are more prone to believe the lies of the enemy, including, you know, the grass being greener on the other side. And it's just really our need to be loved and, you know, that's a perfect opportunity when things are struggling between you and your spouse for you to open up your word, to to get closer and closer to God, to study about how God loves you and to feel God's love and, and also be in constant prayer to God. And that should help you to be strong during this season where your marriage isn't as strong as it should be and to also help you not to fall prey to the lies of the enemy. Another lie that the enemy likes to tell us is that if you're not happy, you deserve better. And let me just tell you that marriage is God's gift to us and it is to help sanctify us and marriage and raising children for that matter are two of the most sanctifying things that I have ever experienced and sanctification can be painful. We want our spouse to meet all of our needs and we want our spouse to make us happy. But that actually is not God's goal for our marriage. God's goal for our marriage is not to make us happy. His desire for our marriage is for us to reflect the love of Christ. And for us as image bearers to raise godly seed, as the book of Micah talks about, and for us to love each other as Christ loves us. And I know for me, we had went through a difficult time in our marriage, and we're going to talk about this later, when pornography had come into our marriage, and lust had came into our marriage, and it was a very hard season for me to deal with these things, but through time, God gave me peace, and I began to see Dan not just as my spouse, but also as my brother in Christ, and I knew that he was a Christian, I knew I was a Christian, but I never had thought about that before and it was a game changer for me and it it really helped me to see Dan differently and not to be so offended when he chose to be deceived by a lie of the enemy
1: it's part of the world I mean that's just the way the world thinks and obviously if you're a Christian and you start thinking that way and we can listen I'm no I'm no angel I I mean I, I fail uh but um yeah i mean we deserve better that's that's the unholy trinity me myself and i you start focusing on that obviously your heart's not right uh and again i'm 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 guilty as anybody else out there but listen you got to you got to every day we get up as christians we make a choice to be a christian okay maybe some of you might not like that response but it's true each day we get up and we choose i'm not going to you know I'm going to serve serve the Lord today, and maybe you don't even say that, but we make a choice on everything that we do. Um, But I would just say that uh, you know that's just a selfish statement, that's a selfish thought, and it's basically a worldly thought. And I deserve better, so I'll go out and find something that I want, and you're not going to hold me down. But no, the truth is, is you made a covenant, you decided to get married. It's not about you anymore. You know, it's uh, you were saying earlier about when you when we first got married how things changed and it's true you know hey I thought oh well you know the the newest thing for me was oh I'm getting married and obviously that was exciting and someone loves me and they want to spend the rest of their life with me but I didn't think I had to change at all I just thought I'd just keep on being Dan Roller and do whatever I want being selfish and doing all the things I wanted to do and not make any sacrifices just uh, accumulate a wife and, and maybe a family and and I'm good, but no, we have to die to ourselves. <laughs> just have to, just as as like being a Christian, in the marriage you die to yourselves. You know, it's all about getting up. It's all about it's about getting up with the kids when they're sick and 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 are. You know, it's about dying to yourself and giving towards your marriage and your family. Okay, and even if it's just you and your wife or you and your husband, you know, it's not about you anymore. You are, as Sharon was saying, a team. And it's go team or whatever you want to say, but it's it's about you as a whole with your spouse. It's no longer just you. So, um, you know, and if you don't want, if you don't agree with that, then you have a problem. You know, because we can't be selfish. We can't have all this me time. It's all about me and this and that. No, once you make a choice, especially when you make a choice to have kids, it's not about you anymore. It's not about your wife basically it's not about her it's about your family and and what are you going to do and invest in it are you going to make sacrifices you know it's like the parable of the coins you know the, the man gave one guy one coin another guy two coins another guy three coins and said i'm going away i'll be back invest basically and he came back and the guy with three coins invested he made a lot more for you know his master or whatever and he said you know you did great awesome we're going to have you do more stuff Second guy had the two coins he invested as well, and uh you know he did what was right, and he, he was put in charge of some other things as well and Then the other guy took his coin and he buried it and he saved it, and he didn't do anything with it he, had, he he didn't invest it at all, and we as Christians, we look at that, and God gave us a salvation, He gave his only begotten Son that we'd have eternal life. We are to lay our lives down just as Christ laid his life down, and we are to invest that uh you know that coin per se uh that that salvation that the lord has given us we are to invest that into our families and to others around us the greatest commandment is love the lord your god with all all your heart with all your being and then to love your neighbor your neighbor is your wife your kids uh your literal neighbors and the man out on the street the lady out on the street we're to love man you know
0: yeah, and, and I 100% agree with Dan. You will never, ever regret any sacrifices that you have made in serving your spouse and in serving your your family. You know, the more of you give of your time, the more you give of yourself, the more you give of, you know, your love and your energy uh, just to make them be better, help them to become better people, to pour the Word of God into them. You will never, ever regret that Uh so, you know, serve in your home, serve in your marriage, you know, all that you can. And just keep going.
1: And it's it's not like those things aren't rewarding, okay? It, you know, maybe getting up with the kids uh, when they're sick at night, you know, you're tired, whatever, you got to go to work. And, and, you know, maybe you fuss about it, but when you pull through and you man up or woman up and and you do the job, you know, the next day you feel, you feel good. There is a reward in that because you knew you did right, you know, and, and um, there, there's, there's too many, you know, <laughs> I always say this, the Lord said, narrow is the way that leads to life, right? And, but wide is the road that leads to destruction? There's too many paths from that narrow road as a Christian to that that wide road, okay? It's super easy to get to the wide road, you know what I mean? But staying on that narrow road is very hard. But we must as Christians. We have to stay on that narrow road uh, because if we don't, we're going to be in big trouble.
0: Yeah, and that's what we were talking about earlier when I was saying that we should shed all those things that are bogging us down in our marriage, that are distractions from it. At the end of the day... It is not worth it. What is worth it is making sure that your marriage crosses that finish line, that you are being an image bearer of Christ and that your children are being raised in a Christian household.
1: I like how you said earlier, how you said, well, you know, you got to a point to where you saw Dan, me, as your brother, you know, in Christ. And you're so right about that. You know, we have to remember that, guys and gals. We have to remember that, that that sharon is my sister in the lord okay yes she's my wife and praise the lord for that and 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 she's to honor me and i'm to honor her and this and that but she's still a sister in the lord and so i don't have to come down on her if she has something i i I need to correct her and as the scripture says i need to let her know and and as sharon has done help me i guess we'll get into some stuff but Uh, We do need to help each other. Uh, We need to rebuke each other is what I'm saying. We keep each other in line. In love. Yeah, in love. But it should never come to the point to where, well, I'm sick of you. I'm done, you know.
0: So lie number four that the enemy likes to tell us is that your spouse should know how to meet all your needs and he should be able to meet them now and he should be able to meet them without being told. Well, your spouse cannot read your mind. There is no way for Him to know what you need at any given moment unless you communicate that to Him. It's important for us not to make our spouses idols in our life. You know, they are human. They're going to fail you. There's a saying that Dan and I both like that is when two sinners get together, there's a lot of sin. And that's true. And sin is ugly and sin is hard. And we constantly need to receive grace and forgiveness from our spouse and we also constantly need to give our spouse grace and and forgiveness no one can take the place that god does in our lives he is to be the ultimate source that satisfies all of our needs
1: yeah and i would just say i would add to that listen there has to be communication okay your husband can't read your mind or your wife can't read your mind if you have a problem then you need, you need to just come to the mercy seat. <laughs> you know, I hate to take that, but it's true. You, you've you got to communicate. Hey, you know what? I just wanted to talk with you. And it, and it really depends. Listen, when you have a problem, your attitude and how you approach that person is key. You can't just go up with the bad, well, you don't never listen, whine blah, blah, around and all that. You have to be mature and just state it. Hey, I wanted to talk with you. I just kind of want to want to let you know that this is kind of how I was feeling. You know, and if that person comes off and your spouse comes off and they're they're angry or, or they don't like that or they don't agree with it, listen, just give them some time. Just state your case, don't blow up. But you need to communicate these things. If there's something that you need or something that you're not getting, then communicate with them. Okay, that, I mean that's life period. People can't read minds, okay? As spouses, we need to communicate with each other. We need to be open and that way there'll be the the communication lines have to be open.
0: Yeah, and another thing that me and Dan do, let's say we don't agree on something and I've stated my case and he said and he has stated his and there still is not an agreement. Well, then a lot of times I will begin to pray for Dan or Dan will begin to pray for me that God would speak to our hearts, that he would help us to come together and make a decision. And and as hard as it is, there have been times where I've had to let Dan go ahead and make a decision even though I felt that it was wrong because as him being the head of the household, I knew that there was something that he needed to learn from it. And one of the biggest times that this strikes in my mind is there was a time where we were living that there was a recession going on and it was really hard to make enough money to support our large family and Dan wanted to take a job that would pay him a lot more but it would also require a lot of traveling and I knew in my heart that it was the wrong thing to do and I knew that there was going to be a big huge fight and I felt God speak to me in my spirit as I began to pray about this That uh, I needed to let Dan go ahead and make the decision, and that God was going to go ahead and show him in a way that wasn't me just telling him. And by him going through it himself and allowing God to speak to him and to take him through this, even though it was a difficult time on our family, the lesson was ultimately learned because it wasn't just a rule that I had given Dan that he was trying to follow. It was Allowing God to have this time in Dan's heart to work on him. And, you know, he only ended up doing that for a short season. He realized that, hey, you know, I really want to spend time with my family and that there is no amount of money that could ever replace the time that I have with my family because it's such a short period of time raising your children.
1: Yeah, what I would add to that is that time, what I did learn is. Yeah, traveling wasn't the greatest. I learned from a man I was working with when I told him, hey, listen, this isn't me. I told him I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to find something that where I can be local. But his eyes watered, and he said, Dan, you know, that's a good thing. He was getting ready to retire, and he, wasted, he didn't waste those years, but in a way he did. A lot of family time was lost. And so what I would say to anybody out there, um, I would say this. And this is for the young and older and this and that. But what I would say on that is don't let your occupation, uh, don't let money rule your choice of job. Um, and that's for the man or the woman Don't don't, and for your marriage. Don't let, well, we can make this much money. Listen, if you believe in God, he's going to work it out for you. He's going to take care of you. Don't base it off of money. Money will not make you happy doing what you like to do will make you happy you can get paid minimum wage and but you can live and be happy uh uh and and i would just give that advice if i can offer that to you um don't let money make your decisions for life
0: Yeah, there's more important things in a marriage than money. And these seasons with our children, they go by so fast in a blink of an eye. Dan and I, out of the nine kids, we have two that are already out of the house and both getting ready to get married. And it happened so quickly. And the other ones are growing up just as fast and and just know, those of you that are in the trenches every day and you have a bunch of little kids, the days may be long, but the years are short. Those years go by so fast and it is just a season. I think that part of the problem that we have in America right now is that we have so many people trying to provide security, both husband and wife working, thinking that financial security is the most important thing to protect their family. And really the most important thing to protect their family is for a husband and wife to love each other, for the children to see that stability in the marriage, for the love of God to be shown to the children, for them to be raised in a Christian household. These are all things that are, are more important. If we had, you know, more wives staying home, and I haven't always stayed home. You know, I, I've talked in an earlier podcast. I worked part-time in the evening for the longest time and i wanted to stay home and god eventually brought forth a chain of events that allowed me to and after much prayer i was able to come home and do that but it was my heart's desire for a long time but our family has benefited not by the extra income that i would have made but by me serving in my home and I, I don't regret those years at all, and I will never regret the time that I have put into loving them, serving them, and teaching them. And you won't either.
1: You're right, because I remember when we were younger, we were first married, and we had a few of the kids. And people would say to us, they would say to us, Boy, they'll grow fast, they grow fast. And at the time, you're so busy with them, and and there's so much going on. As you said, it's such a sacrifice uh you know you're like yeah right you know it ain't going fast right now and this and, that. and not that you wanted it to but it's true you don't think of that but it does go by fast it's gone by fast i mean like you said we've got some that are that are getting older and and before you know it they will be out married and gone uh but that's the thing folks uh that's one of the big problems of, in marriages that this me myself and i selfish stuff you know people get married and they have separate checking accounts and well this is my money and this is my stuff it's not it's not your stuff anymore
0: right uh, when you became one your bank account became one right
1: it, it uh, you know what i did with Sharon is i handed her my check i said here's what i make and do what you can with it you know and she's been doing that ever since and but it's not about you anymore it's about your family you know the guy runs out he gets the biggest truck he can get the woman goes out goes gets her car she's working he's working and you guys are robbing peter to pay paul and you're just trying to struggle through life and look there's so many couples out there that both spouses working and they're sending the kids to the daycare and they're paying that big bill on that the kids are being raised by people that aren't their parents they're going to to schools and and learning a bunch of silly rabbit stuff I mean come on wives stay home, teach your kids in all honesty uh, here in America look at what look at the mess stay home teach your kids the values and the core values of life and of christianity and let your husbands go out there get the best job they can support them if they need to go back to school to make a little extra or whatever then do it guys do it i did it in a in a late age right i went back and got a better education and uh, i'm not great now but we do afford enough just to survive listen the proverbs say and i'm going to paraphrase it it says lord uh don't give me too much or or I'll forget you. Basically, don't make me rich or I'll forget how you, I'll forget who you are because I'll just be focused on my money. And don't make me poor enough to where I can steal or don't make me poor enough where I'll steal. You know, just help me to survive and and I'll I'll be honest with you. Sharon and I still to this day, we still will struggle. It's still a struggle, but guess what? It keeps us grounded. It it keeps us praying. The Lord provides, and he can do the same for you. And a lot of you out there, you already know that. Um, And anyway, so like I said, it's not this me, myself, and I mentality that, that the world has. It's not about you anymore. It's about you and your family, and that's where your focus needs to be on them.
0: Okay, number five. Number five is a big one. Divorce is an option. There are so many people out there that think that divorce is an option. It's sad to say, but this is something that the culture constantly whispers to us through, again, the gatekeepers, the movies, the TV, the music, Hollywood. Once we start that mindset that divorce is an option, then you already have set your marriage up to fail. Just instead, ask for prayer uh, pray and fight for your marriage. Um, ask for wise counsel, but don't ever get, uh, but don't ever give up and sit in defeat. There are going to be hard times that come in every marriage. Uh, it's not possible again when two sinners get together. That's a lot of sin, so you're going to have problems that come along. So we need to ask for wise counsel and not to give up in and in defeat. Hard times are going to come. There's going to be fights that come. But if you hold on to the good times, then it will just continue. Just, again, keep putting one foot forward every day. Keep doing the right thing. Um, You know, when I think about divorce, I think about it generationally. Divorce doesn't just affect you and your spouse, but it really affects future generations as well. Uh, There was a TV show that I used to watch a long time ago like I said, we haven't had broadcast TV for like 13 years now. But back in the day, I used to watch the Roloff family on TLC. And I know that I, probably about a year or two ago, I checked in on them just to see what they were up to, to just even see if they were still around. And I was very surprised to see that the husband and the wife were divorced. And as I began to watch uh, a newer episode of it, it really grieved my heart because I began to see that that pain did not just sit between the husband and wife, but it had affected the kids and it now even affected the grandkids. And as they began to remarry the husband and wife and uh, get different spouses, and now those kids were affected by that. The grandkids were affected about it. And and it just burdened my heart to see how the pain and dysfunction trickle down to multiple generations. And when I think about me and Dan and the tough times that we have, I'm so thankful that we continued on. I'm so thankful that we received wise counsel and I'm so thankful that we continued to pray for each other and to pray alone and to begin to fight for our marriage. And, you know, I know a lot of you could be going through difficult times just as we have went through. Just remember that your present circumstance, it is not the final outcome. It is not the final say or answer. It's just a season of your life. Even though you think it's never going to end or it's too painful, um, it is just a season. And As long as you keep going forward and you go to God, the great healer and the great physician, and you get that healing, And by continuing on, you will receive so many blessings that you wouldn't have. I know for me and Dan, if we would not have continued on, some of our children wouldn't be here today. We would have missed out on a lot of the blessings and plans that God had for our life because we would have stopped in anger or bitterness and defeat and not kept going. But um, choosing to carry on and to continue with the marriage and to really encourage us to keep going and to cross that finish line our children were blessed by it we were blessed by it and we'll even be able to encourage and speak wisdom into future generations of our family because we did not stop and I think that that is really important for us as Christian husband and wives to keep going, even when it's too painful, even when you're too tired to just keep going. Trust God's plan for your life and for your marriage. And when all those hard times have passed and, you know, years down the line, you will be able to speak that godly wisdom into your children as they are married now and into your grandchildren and your families will benefit by you have staying the course.
1: Yeah, I hate divorce. Uh, you know, it's it's such a bummer when people get a divorce. It's so strange because the root of it, 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 say that person, well, I've had enough of you, I'm getting out of here, and then you got a boyfriend or a girlfriend on the side. You you need some change in yourself. So how, you don't think that a year down the line or two years or maybe even shorter than that down the line that you're going to run into the same problem again because it's you. You need to deal with yourself. You know, it's not always the other spouse, and it's usually a 50-50 thing. So you need to deal with that. Divorce stinks. It is a ripple effect, like throwing a rock in a, a still water pond. I mean, it just messes everybody up. It messes little kids up and and families and stuff like that. It's just, it's such a big shame. It's not an option. Again, you know, we we get married. That's a covenant before the Lord. He sees that. And we're not supposed to do that.
0: Yeah, and I don't think marriage is a 50-50 relationship. I think marriage is a 100%, 100% relationship where uh, both people are resting in the Lord, relying on God for strength, choosing grace and forgiveness, and both giving 100% into serving each other in the marriage. So uh, lie number six would be that I don't have time for my marriage. I have kids Well, let me tell you, uh, spending time with your spouse is always going to be a priority. Your marriage always needs to be a priority, but it's going to look different in different seasons. In seasons where you have a bunch of little kids you're not going to have that time like you had when you were first dating and you could just go out on the spur of the moment to a movie or go get dinner it's not going to look like that but you still need to make intentional time for each other. It could literally be you're both exhausted at the end of the night and one spouse makes the other an iced coffee with whipped cream and sprinkles and you both sit together for 10 minutes before you know you have to put the kids to bed or the next feeding or bath time and, and you have an adult conversation. It could look Like you put your children to bed early and you enjoy a movie at home, or one of you runs and gets takeout, and when the kids are in bed, then you enjoy that together. And it's not every season as your kids get older and they can. Be alone, or they can, you have older children that can watch the little ones, then you can slowly start to incorporate those date nights in again where you you leave the house. But the most important thing is to be intentional about spending time together in a marriage. And it could be you run errands together, and that is your time together in this season of life it won't be forever again you'll have plenty of time as the kids grow and get older to spend that one-on-one time together and eventually they'll all be gone and you'll have hours and hours and hours of time to spend together there have been seasons in our life that I feel have been really sweet seasons when me and Dan, you know, we haven't had a lot of time together, but first thing in the morning, we would read the Bible together and pray for each other before he left from work. And we haven't done this in every season of life, but I know that I've been blessed by the seasons that we have done it, and it always made me feel safe and secure and stronger in our marriage. So these are just little things that you can do to make sure that your marriage is a priority priority and it it doesn't need to take a lot of time it doesn't need to take a lot of money um we currently are in a season where we have a one-year-old and we will put him in the stroller and we will walk um up and down our road and as we're walking him and he's occupied looking at all the scenery it's a quiet time for us to talk and to reconnect with each other and these are just some simple things that you can do
1: marriage is is a sacrifice um you, you, again you're going to have to give up all self and you're going to have to make sacrifices and you know it's not going to be it's not always going to be date night and this and that you know it is the little things it is the little things like you and your spouse going to the grocery store together and the older kids are watching the the kids you know it's that's what it's about or like Sharon said a walk down the road when the baby's falling asleep in the stroller it's those things and it's a sacrifice I mean Do you, do you want to look back when all the kids are grown and look back and say, well, you know what? I did all what I wanted to do and I got all these things and I got all this stuff, but guess what? My relationship with my wife stinks and my relationship, uh, with, or I'm divorced and my kids are off in different States and don't have anything to do with me. I mean, do you want that? Or do you want to say, you know what? I pretty much gave all my life. My kids, uh, they come over every Sunday and, and I still am with my wife and, And, you know, we didn't get to do all this together and take all these vacations and this and that. But guess what? I gave myself and uh, I've raised some good kids and a good family and and I have love in my heart and and a, a loving marriage. That's what's it's worth it, you know.
0: Right. I didn't work myself to death to provide them everything this world could offer but i chose to be intentional with my time and my love and to be present and to serve my family. So the devil would really like for you to believe this lie. The truth is is that we never actually fall out of love. We just stop choosing to love and to forgive. The the world says to follow your heart, but God says our heart can be be deceitful. It can't be trusted especially if we aren't having a close walk with God. And in his word and in prayer every day, we can get ourselves so easily swept up by our emotions and not see things clearly. It takes spiritual eyes and spiritual discernment to see past our emotions and to see the truth about what is really going on in a situation. And prayer and studying God's word, both together as a couple, as a family and alone, these are some powerful tools that can keep us close together and also close to God and if you're struggling with that and you know in your heart that you're selfish just cry out to God have a little talk with him tell him you recognize that this ugliness is in your heart and that you don't want to be selfish but you know that you are he can help you to heal in that area Well, guys, that's all the time we have for this episode. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening. I hope this has been an encouragement and a blessing to you. And I pray that you have learned some things to keep the enemy out of your marriage. Until next time, I love you guys. Goodbye.